Hello and welcome to the Glory Glory Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Quinn. And joining me today is Nigel Duffy. How are you doing, Nigel? I'm fine. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad, considering the result yesterday. Um, we're, we were brought crashing back down to earth after the 5-1 victory over Leeds with the disappointing performance yesterday. Um, we get on to the manager selections in a minute, but what did you think of the performance in general? Thought it was very sloppy is the word I would use. There was a lot of people out of form, very bad at the back, no creativity, no quality in the midfield, and the forward line had been changed, which obviously had an impact. So there was no pattern to the game at all from the United perspective. No, there wasn't. Um, there was a lot of pure individual performances all around the pitch. And all the selection of Fred, Badic and Martial all had to be called into question. Um, I, I, obviously another thing we have to take from the game is that we can't do without McTominay we really really missed him in midfield yesterday um, for some reason he wasn't able to play 90 minutes and Fred and Maddich are without doubt the worst possible midfield combination for us at the moment um, what, what was your thoughts on the manager selections? Uh, baffling to be honest couldn't understand it particularly the, the talk about Cavani's impact on Greenwood. You could see that last week against Leeds, how, how his quality, he stepped up to that job. He was linking with the other forward players in the midfield, looked totally in charge. So obviously we accept that Cavani can't play 38 league games, but uh, it can't be Martial that steps in there. It has, to, it has to be Greenwood. I mean, Greenwood's been tuned and built to respond and uh, replace Cavani. And if Cavani wasn't available yesterday, Greenwood had to stay where he was. It totally knocked out the front line. And uh, to facilitate Martial after a season last year when he only got four Premier League goals and uh, a couple in the League Cup or Europe or something, it was just an appalling decision to restore him. Yeah, I think he should have went with um, Sancho, obviously, but even Daniel James would have been a better option. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, why why can Chelsea make a, a major signing like Lukaku who goes straight in uh, to the front line and plays, plays the whole game? I mean, it's, 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 it's baffling as to why a young player like Sancho, who everybody wanted to see, was left on the bench again. He didn't play over much in the Euros for England. He must be raring to get his career going, and yet he was left on the bench. Absolutely. I uh, can't understand it. Well, I noticed that a BBC pundit, Karen uh, Kearney, was very scathing. She said, I don't think he knows what he's doing or offering. He looks lost. Uh, But she was very complimentary towards Paul Pogba. She thought that uh, he's got all the tricks. He's got the flicks, the passes. The way he looks, he's got an aura, a swagger about him. It was two very different performances, wasn't it? Yeah, so uh, Pogba stepped up his game now. Uh, he knows this is possibly his final season. It's down to him, and uh, he has to sell himself this season. If he expects somebody in Italy or Spain to come in and, and uh, take him, he'll be a free transfer, so all they'll have to do is meet his wages. But he's certainly on his game. There were two parts of the game. One where he knocked the ball over somebody in midfield, uh, totally took him out of the game, and then that wonderful wee spell near the end where he... Uh, uh, 
nutmeg turned inside the all the defenders went the other way and he had a good shot just went wide past the left hand post that was marvelous worth the admission money to see skill like that yeah absolutely um it's good to see him playing well at least and hopefully this uh, he keeps his consistency you, you know i don't want him to drop off now after having a couple of good games um i'm going to take a question now from one of our listeners um anthony says how long are we going to give Oli when he keeps on making the same mistake tactically and with his team selection? Van der Beek should have started in one of the holding rows, but but Oli has his favourites, and we we drop points. He uses the same excuses. He says he has the club's interest at heart, but that has to be questioned after we batter leads. And okay, we should play, and uh, we played our first away game of the season. He goes back to defensive two holding static midfielders. How many chances is Fred going to get? He constantly makes mistakes, which cost us. So what's your thoughts on that? Couldn't agree more with Anthony. I mean, uh, Donny Van Beek was bought for £40 million. Yesterday was the 20th time he was an unused substitute. It's getting embarrassing why they even bought the player. And it's not fair to the player. If he's training well, he, 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 he bulked up. He didn't play much in the Euros either. He must be raring to go and he should be given the opportunity. Fred and Martial have been given 20, 40, 50, 60 games under this manager. And they have flopped uh, repeatedly, Kyle. So I can't see any reason at all why they should. Uh, Martial should be a bit player. If he has to be anywhere, he, he should be on the bench. But I would be happy enough if he wasn't on the 20 every Saturday. Yeah, I mean, all he says that Van der Beek is part of his plans. But we have to wonder, is he being genuine there? Because it just seems to have continued on from last season, where he's just a non-new sub. Um, I think that's 20 times now he's been an on-new sub. And I noticed on a, a Man United fan Facebook page this morning, it's called Manchester United Diehard Fans. And they said, this is becoming a joke at this point. The guy would easily start for one of the top clubs in, in Europe. Surely he can't be worse than whatever we witnessed from our terrible midfield duo yesterday. He was in, a, in a, he had a great pre-season and performed quite well. Either sell him or play him. And I responded to say, you're absolutely right. All his loyalty to substandard players like Fred Maric has continued into this season and will ultimately be his downfall. Oh, it's, 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 that sums it up. That really uh, reflects the feelings right across the United fan base. I mean, uh, Ollie takes it very personally when he gets this level of criticism, but he is two and a half years in the job now. So it's getting very close to the time that if he... Why, why talk for a year about will we or will we not sign Jason Sansko. The club said it was too much. Now we finally have him and he's not straight into the team. A young player like that. It's so frustrating when United want to play the United way, go down the wing, cross the ball and score goals. It's always been the way and we're, we're not playing that way. It's very frustrating. Yeah, it is. And another frustrating element to SC's performance is that we had five chances from set pieces and couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, I, I touched on it before the game that Southampton's defence has been put together with Salo tape because they've both, they've lost two defenders to Leicester. That is Vestergaard and Ran Bertrand, both gone. They haven't replaced them yet, and we had a real chance there to go and score goals. We've seen how vulnerable their keeper is, uh, given how easily Greenwood's shot went underneath them, and we we just we couldn't take advantage of it. We had our chances, and we had all all these free headers from set pieces, and we couldn't score. 
Yes, and what a wonderful ball in originally from from Bruno. I mean, somebody should have taken that chance, that sort of quality. That's why Cavani is the key man, Kyle. He'll be the man. He'll read the ball. And if he moves early, Bruno or Pogba will see him and we'll score lots of goals that way. They, They were a disaster at the back. With the one exception, I would say the right back, particularly in the second half, Livero Mento, I think he was called. He looked very, very quick and very offensive on the right-hand side. Yeah, and like I touched upon earlier, McTominay is a huge loss with his tenacity and his innovation in midfield. Um, Fred and manager not of the same quality. And and that, you know, it leads me to say that we need to sign a midfielder within the next eight days because... Um, McTominay's obviously not going to be available for every game, whether injury, suspension, or whatever. So, we need to get someone in, like Ruben Neves from Wolves or Camavinga from Ren. We need to get one of these guys in. Oh, without a doubt, and he he is a very quick player, and he's an intelligent player. Neves, I think he's available. I think you said a thirty odd million. Uh, the the club is saying it depends whether Lingard and others go before they actually make that signing. But that if they don't make a further signing, it could be regretted for the rest of the season. Uh, so I would agree with you. I would go and get him if he's available. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it's like he's available for like thirty five million pounds. So I don't see why we can't go go and get that done. Um, but it does seem dependent on whether Lingard's going to be sold or not and West Ham are not willing to meet the asking price at the moment. Uh, another thing that was very evident yesterday was uh, Lukaku scoring for Chelsea, like we, you mentioned earlier. Um, I believe he's going to get 20-odd goals this season in the Premier League for them. Um, I have to admit, I wasn't his biggest fan when he was at United. No, I can't be a hypocrite about it. Um, he's, he's slimmed down since then. He's become a better player since he went out to Serie A. But... Oli ultimately made the decision to get rid of him and make Martial as number nine. And that is proved to be the wrong choice for me. Yes, he, he lived to regret that decision, I think. But he, he didn't really do the Fergie bit, Oli, and, and take uh, Lukaku aside and, and uh, put his arm around him and tell him that he needed to lose weight, that he was part of the team. And he, we all know he can score goals. He's built up his reputation again in Italy and he looks in superb form and he's very self-confident. And he's a great link player too. He'll, he'll bring lots of players at Chelsea into scoring goals, but he wasn't... Uh, obviously, uh, Ollie decided to go a different way. And uh, apart from that good season that... Uh, uh, Martial had he's gone downhill, so it's, it could be an embarrassment for this for Ali in the long run. Yeah, if we're not we're not playing well, we're not winning games, and Lukaku is scoring goals and winning games to Chelsea. You know, the media are going to absolutely ham, hammer Ali, aren't they? Oh, without yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah. Um, okay, we'll come on to the player ratings now. Um, uh, it's obviously going to be a lot lower than last week. Um, David De Gea, um, he bailed out Maguire at one point when Maguire gave it away. Uh, I think Ward Price dispossessed him and he gave it to um, Armstrong. He was straight in one-on-one with De Gea. Okay, it was a poor finish, but uh, De Gea did well when he was called upon. Yeah, well, he is a good stopper. I'd give him a seven. I wouldn't give him any higher than that because there were some, some decisions he made with punches and flapping at a few that came in that he got away with it. And day, on other days against better teams, bigger teams, I don't think he would have got away with it. But he remains a, a great stopper. And that Armstrong save near the end, saved our blushes. We could have come away from Southampton with no points. So yeah. a seven for me. 
Uh, Orn Wambasaka, I felt he had a very, very, very poor game yesterday. Dear, dear, dear. We, we, we know that defensive play is his strength, but he was very poor yesterday. He gave the ball away quite a lot. Once, I remember, he kicked it straight into touch when there was nobody near him, no pressure at all. He is the man under pressure there. And when you consider how good the right back was for Southampton, if you remember in particular his run where Fred couldn't catch him, he ran from right back to right wing and then Fred fell over. The guy kept his composure, kept going and hit a a really good cross that Wan-Bissaka doesn't seem to be able to do yet, despite being a 50 million footballer. So uh, couldn't give him any more than a four, I think, on that performance. Yeah, we can see why Ollie wants to sign Kian Trippier because against... Teams like Southampton are going to be are going to get numbers behind the ball and be more difficult to break down. We're going to need a more offensive right back. Um, Armand Basaka will obviously be the man to play against against teams like Liverpool and City when we're going to have less of the ball. But and we're under the cash. But we do need an offensive fullback on that side if we're against teams in in the bottom half, don't we? Well, we do indeed. But I mean, uh, Sancho, if he's played correctly by the manager, should be ahead of him. And maybe he'll be able to get him into the game more and, and interlink with him the way the way Gary Neville and Bex used to do. That was the standard that was set. So it's up to the, 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 the new player, Sancho, to really give that fella behind him some guidance. But the coaches should be working on this week in and week out. Let's see how, see what, how it develops. Okay, Harry Maguire, I uh, thought it was a very, very poor performance yesterday. He was very fortunate not to give uh, one or two goals away. He did. He had a very poor game. He had a very sloppy start. I thought he'd give away a, a corner with no need very early on in the game. And then, as you say, he compromised. They, they, they only to his ability to save that uh, goal shot near the end. But generally, I mean, the talk in the media is that Varane comes straight in for Lindelof. Lindelof was the better of the two yesterday, no doubt about that. Uh, Ollie seems to have an opinion that Maguire is, is some sort of superstar that can't, he's just captain and he can't be dropped. But he has poor games too, and he'll have to step up the mark because uh, Lindelof just won't lie down and let, let him be banished to the, the bench. I think that'll be interesting. What's that space with that one? So, uh, five, I would give uh, Maguire. Yeah, um, there is a connection there between Ollie and uh, Lindelof. They're both from Nordic countries and they seem to have a friendship. So it's going to be very, very hard for Oli to just drop Lindelof for Varane. Um, but Maguire's the captain, so everybody assumes that um, Lindelof will be the one that makes way for Varane. But it is it is going to be one to watch. You know, If Maguire's not playing well enough, then uh, dropping Lindelof just won't be justified. I don't think he will He will ever drop Maguire. I don't think this manager, I think, as you called it earlier, we know he has his favourites and certainly Maguire's one of them. And I think he'll hold his place whatever happens to the frustration of the fans. Yeah, I would uh, expect to see uh, Maguire and Varane partnership, but um, Ollie won't like, won't like dropping Lindelof because we know he's one of his favourites as well. No, he is indeed. Oh, he is indeed. He's a, he's a funny player, Lindelof. When, when you're playing the top teams, he seems to be bullied or pushed around too easily, but he can play exceptionally well. And he has a, he can play a good ball from the back. I mean, that ball to Bruno for Bruno's hat-trick last Saturday, that was a wonderful pass over the top from the back. Yeah, absolutely. What would you give Lindelof's performance against uh, Southampton? Well, I give him six. He certainly was better than the five of Maguire. Um, Luke Shaw, he, he he hasn't quite hit the top of his game yet this season, has he? 
No, no, no. I'd give him a six. He had a sort of a steady game. He was a bit sloppy at times with his passing and he, he sold Maguire at one stage with the, it wasn't well enough hit to get back to Maguire. So they, and the, the, the goal that they scored, there was a lot of hesitancy between Maguire, uh, Shaw and Maguire and, and they don't get close enough to block these shots. Uh, and Fred sticks out a leg and it goes into the no keeper in the world would have saved that. But no, he wasn't on his, he wasn't on his top game. I'd give him a six. Okay, well, come on to uh, Fred. What would you give him out of 10? I'd give him a three. He was absolutely woeful. I've given him a three before. In fact, I've given a two before, but uh, he really just... Uh, uh, To go back to that incident with Liveramento when he couldn't get it... I mean, obviously, Liveramento's 18 years old, starting his career in the Premier League, wants to make an impact, but uh, Fred's an experienced international now for Brazil. He couldn't get close enough to tackle and put the ball out. Then he fell on his face. And throughout the game, he was giving the ball away, and and, uh, he's credited with a known goal, being the goal for Southampton. So four, he's lucky to get four. He was very, very poor. You've upgraded him there from a three to a four there. (laughs) Did I? Well, (laughs) there you go. Not like me at all. Okay, um, his midfield partner, Matic, is not going to be much higher, is it? No, he'll give him a four too. He's, he's, uh, he's just so slow. Uh, if, if the opposition knows to put the ball over, over the top of him into space for a non-running forward, he can't turn quickly enough to get back to get into position. He'll, he'll, he'll stick tight to people and he'll get the odd tackle in. But if you want to win, if you have ambitions to win the Premier League, you need some quality and creativity. You never get anything like that from Matic. Good player years ago, but he's done, Kyle. Yeah, I've seen another incident yesterday where he tries to put a tackle in and he's too slow. The the, the opposition player is too quick for him and he gives the foul away. How many times have we seen that in the last in a year and a half? Um, okay, we come on to Paul Pogba. I thought he had a, a very good game yesterday. He engineered a, a chance for himself with that bit of skill. And overall, he played some very good passes and I hope he keeps his form up. Oh, he was, he was my man on the match yesterday. He gets an eight from me. Uh, uh, he would have got more if he buried the header of the chance he had. Luke Shaw made a couple of good crosses in there. Now, I, I heard Pogba post-match saying that he'd have to work on his, his uh, heading. I find that amusing. You pay £89 million pounds for a footballer and he's now coming to the peak of his career. What is he, 28, 29? And he, he reckons he has to work on his heading. He's a big lad that should be dominating crosses from corners and and burying those balls with his head. He didn't get over the top of it and went over the bar. So really the coaches should work hard on that. And while he's interested and he's playing well, really looking for players all over the pitch, beautiful spread right and left with left foot and right footed passes. Let's get working on his head and, and make him the complete player, which he really should be. Yeah, um, that would be one criticism. One criticism I would have of Mason Greenwood as well. He 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 hasn't quite perfected his heading. These guys need to learn how to head it down, don't they? Like the lawman. With without a doubt, without a doubt. Oh, you mentioned one of the greats there. Now you're talking about a real header of the ball now. But Greenwood had his chance yesterday, and he put it over the bar too. But uh, in the intervening period from Law, you had Paul Scholes, who was a wee fella, and if you look. Uh, quite often they play scores as 100 Premier League goals look at how many maybe 30 to 40 were headers because he was a striker when he started his game he moved back to midfield but boy he could head a ball and he knew how to hit the corner and head it down so somebody like Greenwood uh, should be looking at those videos and, 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 and working on it 
And again, as we all want them to, look, learn from Cavani. Cavani reads the game and can barely touch a header, but it'll go in because he's moved so early, the defence can't cope with that sort of uh, visual ability. Yeah, um, I remember one particular header from Hall Scholes against Man City in 2010. It was in the, the third minute of stoppage time, and it was nil-nil, and he cushioned the header from an ever cross right into the, the bottom corner, and Shea Gibbon couldn't get near it. It was absolute perfection. Now, if only Alexa Pogba and Greenwood could, could, could watch that video and, and learn from that. Yeah, I think that would be positive. And of course, he went behind the goal and celebrated for about five minutes. It was a wonderful goal, especially against the, the, the local rivals. Yeah, okay, let's come on to Bruno now. What did you make of his, his performance yesterday? Uh, Bruno had a steady game. He wasn't as good as Pogba. Now, I thought Pogba took all the plaudits from my perspective, but he was steady. And as I said earlier, his distribution was very good from from free kicks and stuff like that. A bit concerned about uh, his involvement with the referee. He'll have to learn not to get involved like that because there will be a time if he's already booked that he'll, he'll be sent to the stands because they won't, the referees are being told now not to take that. And uh, uh, he gets frustrated. He goes down easily. At free kicks he would have got in Portugal, Kyle, you don't get in the Premier League. And the rules have changed this season. Uh, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not it was a foul. I think the reality is last season that was a foul. This season it won't be. Yeah, he needs to learn to move on. When a decision doesn't go your way, you need to put it to the back of your mind and just get on with the game. Um, so let's uh, talk about the forwards now. Um, Mason Greenwood, uh, he, he scored a equaliser, obviously, and had a had a, a decent game. Perhaps not as good as last week, but uh, what would you give him out of uh, ten? I'd give him seven. I mean, that's the second goal in two weeks. He's the man in form now. Uh, I think very strongly that the front three has to be uh, Sancho, Cavani and Greenwood. You have to fit him in every week, but don't be bringing him back out the right wing where he's been tried and it doesn't work. He's scoring goals and he's in the team on merit and uh, definitely deserves a seven. And you get higher than that because yesterday the, the manager's decision to bring in Martial knocked this game and he had to adapt to... A, a, a style of play that doesn't really suit him. So seven's well merited on the basis of what he did. Okay, we'll come on to Anthony Martial now. Once again, uh, he had another performance at number nine with the balls played up to him. He doesn't challenge in the air. It balls played to his feet. It comes straight back again. Um, just another abject performance. And it's very, very concerning because last season, like you said, he scored four league goals. He was very, very poor for the entire season. And he's basically continued on where he left off. Without a doubt. I, I, I'm generous giving the guy a three. He, he really is appalling the way he doesn't interact with the other players. The ball's knocked up to him and he doesn't hold it, can't hold it, doesn't really try. His body language has always been bad. And uh, he, he lasted for 59 minutes before Sancho came on. It, it was... Amazing that he stayed in the pitch that long because his, his involvement, he's just like a passenger out there and he drifts back out to the left. So we effectively hadn't any 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 centre forward. You can't win matches or win leagues with that sort of approach. OK, we'll come on to the manager now. What would you give him out of 10 this week? He's another three. My goodness me. I think he stunned the whole fan base by his team selection. And as always, his refusal to see players that aren't playing well, maybe because there were controversial decisions, he gives them longer than they should get. 
and uh, he, he's never learned that lesson. You, you, there are times when you have to change uh, the style of play and go back. We were all buzzing at the way they played against Leeds. Why change something that's working like that? And let's start seeing the players with flair play the whole game and not keep them on the bench. So a very poor decision-making, both from his uh, initial selection and his late substitutions. So there's another away game coming up at Molyneux next week against Wolves. Uh, a bogey ground for United, it has to be said. Um, we really need to get three points in this. And for me, Sancho, Cavani and Varane all have to start this game. Without a doubt, absolutely. Play your A game. There's going to be a, a midterm break for the internationals, isn't there? They, the, the full team should be out and they're going to be well rested. Not all of them go away to international football. So let's let's see the fan. Let the fans get behind the new. We've tried hard enough to, to get Sancho to the club. Now we've got him. Let him play ninety minutes, and let's see if he can fire the crosses in and get the first team out for him. Uh, on on current form, Varane should play beside Lindelof. But you and I both know that the captain will, will be retained. That he sees the manager sees that as the long term pairing in the back. Luke Shaw get back on his game again and surely Wan-Bissaka can't play as badly next week. But Wolves are there for the talk. They're taking, they've got a new manager. The players aren't really uh, up to the system. They've lost games and they're, they're, they're not... Royal Jimenez will take some time to adapt to the player that he was. And if he's not getting any supply, we should really go on and win that match. 2-3-4-0 if we're on our A game and Pogba's spraying it about and Bruno can get into the game early. Let's let's go and win it and be positive. Yeah, if we play our best 11, I could see us tanking this team, but we can't see a repeat of the 11 that started yesterday. Um, my team for Wolves would be De Gea, uh, Wan-Bissaka, Maguire, Varane, Shaw, McTominay, Pogba, Bruno, Sancho, Cavani and Greenwood. I would agree with that with one reservation. This manager won't play Cavani, I don't think, until he's at the club two or three weeks. He has something in his head that he can't, but he won't he, he won't be going to Uruguay. So he's well in position to play all 90 minutes or at least 70. If he runs out of steam, I would start with him. But I ex, uh, expect him to keep Cavani on the bench, unfortunately. But the rest of the team, I would agree 100%. Well, well if, if Rashford not being available and if Cavani stays on, he's on the bench next week, surely that, that that would mean that Martial is going to start another game. Well, that wouldn't trouble the manager. It would trouble the fan base, but it wouldn't. Uh, uh, and he would be out in the left wing and he wouldn't be the, the number nine. As he thinks he's a number nine. Now, why why Ollie thinks he can play number nine when he can't hold the ball up from, from distribution from the back and from midfield is beyond me. But I hope you're right and I'm wrong. But I, I'm just uh, I'm used to this manager after two and a half years. Anytime you believe he's going to play a strongest team, he'll say they're not fit enough or they haven't trained on and Cavani needs another week and he's 34 years old and all the old excuses are ruled out. Well, well it's my understanding the fans just want to see him and he's raring to go. And we've got a new chant for him, which he'll love, of course. Yes, he, he posted that himself on his social media of fans and in a bar chanting his new his new song um yeah i really hope that he does play uh, because if he doesn't play in this game it'll be another couple of weeks before we see him because of course there's an international break coming up um and we've got more decent fixtures like newcastle at home then after the international break like i've said in a previous podcast we need to get seven wins out of seven in these first uh, opening games or at least six wins in the draw and already we've drawn one of them so 
we need to go and, and, and win all these games before we play Leicester in mid-October, don't we? Oh, we do. But we, we, we had a, an uplift last week and there was a buzz around the fan base and around the club at Old Trafford. We need to get back to that pattern. What we saw yesterday was the new players coming in disrupted the whole pattern. And Sancho wants to get into the game early to be on the front foot attacking. Uh, couldn't understand yesterday why the manager played him on the left-hand side. Well, he changed him. Uh, but when he's signed to be a right winger, which we have missed for years and years, let's see him play there and, and get the ball out to him and let him beat men across the ball and Cavani score. So that's the sort of attack that we want. Uh, we're well capable of winning all those matches, as you say, and getting a, five wins in a row now against those teams. But we have to do it. It's okay in talking the talk. He needs to pick the right players and get people scoring goals and getting confident. Okay, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Nigel. I know the result was disappointing, but uh, at least we got to vent our frustrations. Oh, indeed, indeed. I think at this point, Kyle, we should make reference to uh, Dennis Law's statement and, and uh, all, the, all the people involved in any Manchester United podcast will, will send love to him for the for the, 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 the days that are ahead of him. So I, I wish him well. Uh, yes, um, Bobby and Dennis are very much in our thoughts at the moment. Okay, thank you. Okay, we'll leave it there. I'll see you later, Nigel. Yep, cheers. Thank you. 